welcome to Fearless Podcast. I'm Mike. And this is Orlando. And we're on episode 194. Yeah. A social media episode. Yeah. And did did you know that uh, I'm not very social media savvy? Okay. Well, neither was I until Fearless Podcast. Yeah. I mean, it's not even just so much that like interest isn't necessarily there. Um, I, I, the more I've done Fearless Podcast, I've seen the value of it for business. Um, personal life, I kind of took a break from social media. Uh, but one of the reasons I kind of started this podcast, I mean, we talked about the the you know value of making money um, and all of that and being able to help other people and me learning how to resell. But it was kind of almost a social experiment because I'm seeing all of these students, all these kids that at, at school talk about wanting to be YouTubers and social media people. And I'm kind of yeah, like- the I latest study was, I think there was a study, maybe it's, you know how Facebook yeah. stuff goes around was like, students in China, they want to be astronauts. Students in America want to be YouTubers. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's true. I mean, I heard so many people and I, I was getting from parents like, please help my kid realize that they need to get a real job. And I'm kind of seeing, you know, things that like I'd occasionally, you know, watch some e-games. I'm like, these guys are making a lot of money. Well, I know. I don't know if that's the case anymore. No, yeah. And then I'd see like some people on Twitch and I, 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 I don't even remember what it was. Oh, it was when Fortnite first came out. And I just was like, I wonder what this game is. And so on YouTube, while it was downloading on my on my Xbox... I click on like a random Twitch stream because it had it as an option on like the screen. And as I'm watching this guy play Fortnite, he was just getting donation after donation. I'm like, this is like a legitimate thing. Like people can make money on this. So one of the reasons I wanted to do the podcast, like I want to see how doing a podcast would be like, can we get it out there? Can we can we actually reach people and help people? Is this a, something that that my students, should I be telling my students, go get a real job? Or should I be saying, hey, the world is changing and I need to kind of figure it out. And I've been pleasantly surprised at the fact that there is a dark side to social media. I'm sure we'll talk about some of that today. But social media can be very, very valuable. And it really is changing the landscape of the world. And you oftentimes hear people say, and I agree, they kind of lament the fact that, you know, before social media, things were better and social media is causing anxiety and all these things. And can't we just do things the old way? But the reality is we can't. We can't go back because the world has changed. And so I think it's a good idea that we talk about social media and how, you know, we can't change the world back to what it was before. So how do we adapt and how do we utilize the tools we have in our business, whether it's reselling or in our day to day life? Yeah. And so the title, in case you're, you're lost and you're like, hey, what podcast am I listening to? <laughs> the title is I try to go clickbaitish here, as Mike has requested in the past. So this one is titled Using Social Media to Maximize Profits. Yeah. Does that work? That works. <laughs> Will that and, get us the clicks? And and just so you guys know, like Orlando and I, we 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 preface a lot of our, our episodes with, you know, we're not experts at basically anything. Like we're really good at some things. Um, and Orlando's gotten really good at social media on Instagram, but neither of us would say, like, hey, we are like we've arrived at social media. So we're talking from experience as far as that. But I think we've gotten a lot of experience in social media and seen how other people have had success. So oh yeah, a lot of this is going to be what other people are doing yeah. too. So hopefully we can bring some value and maybe you're kind of, you know, in the camp that I've been in um, and have kind of said like, ah, I just, I don't want to make that leap. I kind of just want to keep doing business as usual, but you'll see, you know, there, there are some good sides to social media that can maximize that profit for you. Yeah. And so the first thing, well, I wanted to break this up into three parts. The first is the people on the platforms, right? Because I believe every platform runs different and the way you run your reselling business with that platform runs different. And then the good and the bad, because there, there's bad. I think there's, I don't know, it, it's tough. It, it really is tough. I think there's more good than bad. And I'll talk about that. And then we got our hustles of the week that we'll talk about here. And then I want to end with the potential because I think there's a lot of 
potential that even a year ago was wasn't available and covid brought a lot of that potential to us that there were already people doing some of these things and now i think there's an opportunity for more of us as resellers to use social media to actually make tangible money with reselling not just make money off of cpms or sponsorships or any of that by the way, speaking of sponsorships real quick, if you haven't had a chance, thank you to all of you that have signed up to be uh, members of Pure Hustle Podcast. And again, it's buymeacoffee.com slash pure hustle. And you could sign up to five bucks a month, less than a co- cup of coffee at Starbucks and, and Dunkin's rising lately. Dunkin, it's not Dunkin Donuts anymore. It's just Dunkin. Duncan. Very trendy. But uh, anyway, so five bucks a month or a one-time donation. Really appreciate uh, all the help there as we're working through sponsors too at the same time. And hey, we just want to be able to bring our message to more people to help them level up their standard of living. Yeah. All right. So we're on multiple platforms, right? And and the one we're, we're on mostly is Instagram. And I think that's because it's the one where you catch the most traction is the one that you like to be on, right? Because you get more engagement and so on. But before I talk about that, there's, there's always different camps of resellers. Now, have you observed, like you came in from the outside, like super outside two years ago. Now, when I talk about social media, I'm not talking about just Facebook and Instagram and TikTok and, and all those YouTube's kind of considered social media, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. So before you went into reselling like when we started the podcast what were your thoughts about like what kind of reselling people would you find on social media yeah i mean there's the social media aspect and then there's just like resellers in general right like there's in any group that you're involved in there's going to be subgroups right and so yeah from the outside you know i i see the people who are kind of just doing the day-to-day grind and they're reselling uh and maybe that's their full-time job and they don't make a big you know, show about it. They don't really want to talk about it that much. Uh, And then you get the people who are helping those people, right? That, you know, when I first got into reselling, one of the first things I did is go onto YouTube. And I quickly found that there was different types of videos. There was the very highly produced videos. They're the the YouTubers who were putting on like, it was like, wow, this is really nice. Like it's like a travel video and there's cool transitions and all of this stuff. And then there was just the videos of the people at a garage sale and they're just talking about something that they're seeing. Then there was like the undercover stuff. And then you get the ads on those videos of like, whoa, these people are like selling the dream. And, you know, all you got to do is pay $10,000 and get on their course. So it was very clear that there were different camps of resellers. Yeah. And so that's what I want to talk about is that, you know, every platform like Facebook, there's major groups. Right. I think the groups are great. I personally haven't joined the group just because I don't have the time and I would feel kind of guilty just being in a group and never contributing to the group. Some of the groups want you to contribute, right? To be part of that group. So I I recommend Facebook groups. I've only heard good things. I, I myself just don't, it's just one avenue. Like we run Facebook, but those of you that follow us on Facebook, you know, we're not the best on Facebook. Like, I don't even think we have our Facebook business page set up, right? No, no, I don't think so. I don't think so either, but we roll with it, right? We just want people to give that avenue if they want to follow us. But I think that's a great way to maximize profits because on some of these groups, it's kind of like Reddit. Reddit is kind of social media, right? Does that count? Reddit? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Reddit is a great, such a great tool. I think people, like you overlook it. If you go to Reddit and you go to the flipping, what do you call those subcategories or pages or what are they called yeah, on Reddit? subreddits. Subreddits, right? If you <laughs> So stupid. I did not know that. If you go to the flipping subreddit, it is awesome. And, and the reason I say this is because, you know, sometimes you got those questions, right? And- 
you know, you're like, hey, do, who do I contact? Do I contact this person on social media? Well, this person has 50,000 followers. I'm not sure they're going to get back to me. Right. And they should get back to you. I mean, I, I always I always try to get back to everybody, even though we're at like 21K, it's getting more difficult. Like, I, I think it's rude. Like, I understand we all have time, but hey, you know, everybody needs an answer right now. You Sometimes it takes longer than others. But if you go to the flipping subreddit, buy low, sell high. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff on there. There's daily newbie threads. So if you're a new person, you can talk about stuff. There's a section with weekly hauls. People throw random questions on there and they get people that answer. Now, there is a little bit of kind of sometimes, you know, that people go down the rabbit hole of negativity, but that's yeah. on any platform. Yeah, Reddit's a brutal place, um, it, just in general, for the most part. I mean, every every platform, we're going to talk about platforms, uh, and it seems like Orlando's already kind of got us into there. Every platform has its own feeling, right? Every So there's different groups of resellers, right? We talked about, you know, you got kind of like the guru people and the people who are, you know, maybe just doing as a side hustle. But then the platforms have their own feeling, too. And Reddit is definitely can be a very, very harsh place. Um, they they do have those newbie threads, so I always suggest you know using that first or learning to use a search function because if you're asking questions people have asked a million times, you're gonna and I'm not necessarily saying on the flipping thread, but just in in general, you know whether it's fitness or whatever hobby you're into, it can be a brutal place. But one of the beautiful things about Reddit is the voting system. The way it works is if a question is good, a comment is good, a response is good, it gets upvoted, and so you might see a question where somebody says like, "What's the best way to do this?" Well, the number one response that's going to come up isn't going to be the first person that replied, right? Like a lot of times forums, it's just somebody replies first, but you might have to read through 30 pages so you get to the best answer. Well, Reddit works by people are going to upvote like this is the best answer. So even people who aren't contributing by answering are going to say, you know, here's the best answer and it's going to work its way up to the top or a trending um, you know, hustle or a trending bolo might work its way up to the top. So you don't have to sift through as much um, and filter through as much, you know, I don't want to say garbage, but the stuff that's not as valuable. And so Reddit kind of takes care of that for you. Um, and so, yeah, it's definitely a good place to be, but be prepared. I would say uh, lurk for a little while in Reddit just to kind of get a feel for a community because every single thread is going to be different, every subreddit, and get a feel for the community and who's you know contributing a lot and who's valuable. But you can always learn a ton just by looking at the stuff that's been upvoted the most. Yeah, and I'm, up to, I'm on there a lot. I'm on there probably every other day. Um, we, we don't have our own kind of, I guess, our own page or whatever. I'll comment every once in a while. Uh, but, you know, people ask questions and you'll get answers. Like, it's really like I'm looking at one right now. One of the most recent ones was, what's the best tape to buy in bulk? And this was posted 19 hours ago. And there's 12 comments on it, right? And the top comment moved up to the top. And there's a lot of great tips, right? And and people sometimes will ask questions that aren't the best or sometimes they're like it's sometimes you have situations like Instagram where people are just flexing and you know showing how well they did but I think it's an incredible tool like I go on there a lot and I find a lot of things because let's go to Instagram so Instagram is great if you're following the right people mm. right because Instagram is very much of a place to flex and so you'll see a lot of you know, people will just say, hey, I sold this for this much, but there's no backstory. There's no, hey, I found it for this much. I actually lost as much money. Or sometimes people will throw their numbers up there, right? Their Amazon numbers, their eBay 90 day totals, but you don't know the whole story, right? So, and we'll talk about that, but it's different. Now, it's a great place, I think, to network because there's, there's more that goes in the background in the DMs, at least for us. It's been really helpful in the DMs on Instagram because, you know, people will say, hey, I got this hustle a week or check out this or they'll send us a lead. And I'll talk about that later on. But Instagram, I, I think, is a really good place. 
if you're just trying to get a general feel for what people are thinking in the reselling community as far as the latest trends, mm. right? And we'll, we'll talk about it a little bit. We talk about Facebook groups. Now you get speaking of Facebook groups, I just yeah. want to say like one of the benefits again, I'm not in a reselling Facebook group, which maybe I need to, maybe we need to be more <laughs> I serious. I feel like it. we've been invited so many times, yeah. but I just I haven't done um, it yet. I just haven't been in any Facebook groups really at all. Um, but my wife just joined a few days ago a RV living Facebook group. And already she sent me like multiple messages like, Hey, we need to do this the trailer. Oh, here's a we had a problem that we just thought like, oh, we're trying to figure it out. And next thing you know, she's like, hey, people were talking about this in the group today. And it's amazing how much she's learned about kind of the the off-grid RV living just from this Facebook group. And so, yeah, Facebook groups are great. Reddit's a good op- option for like getting those questions answered. Uh, Instagram, like you said, there's some flex there, but it's good. Uh, what's the next one? So I wanted to talk about TikTok. I, so TikTok's an up and coming one. That's the one where you you really got to be careful. I mean, here's the thing, and we'll talk about it's some- a it's a deep, deep black abyss of a rabbit hole that you can go down in TikTok. Well, no, you can't because the algorithm is strong with that yes, one. Yes, it is. It's really strong. Like, for example, like how I, I, you know, it depends. Like, let's say you wanted you're voting for you know President Trump, or you're voting for you know Senator Joe Biden. Like, depending on which one you're at, like you watch one and you watch another one, and that's all you're gonna get. Right. And you're going to walk away like you're going to watch this for, you know, I don't know, two, three hours. And then because TikTok really there's no you can't see the time. Yeah. Right. And it's only short clips. And it really I it hits it hits dopamine, man. It, yeah, just, it, it gets at you. It's very addicting. And um, like, like you said, the algorithm is really good. And so you got to be very careful um, to follow the things that you want to follow because you can quickly get into funny trends and funny things that will just time waste. Uh, but yeah, I've learned a lot of shipping techniques and like things to do with boxes and way to take pictures and things like that off of TikTok. And the great thing is a lot of times they're like 15 second yeah, videos, sometimes 30 second videos. And uh, the great thing is Instagram. I hate the way they do videos. Like you can't rewatch it, rewind it. Like you just have to let it play all the way through. So like if you want to show somebody something like, hold on, wait, wait just a second. It's going to restart in a second. Hold on, hold on. And then by by the time it restarts, they've lost interest. But with TikTok, you can just restart the video, just go back up and down and then it's restarted. You can pause it. And so it's a great way to learn little techniques, but you kind of have to let the algorithm know that you want to see reselling videos. Otherwise, yeah. you're not going to get them. But the algorithm is crazy. Like, you know, and we have our we have our account. And so, you know, when we started in the beginning, there was only like a handful of us. And and, you know, Mike and I started way back, but then we kind of took a break. We're like, uh, I don't know how much. And then we got back on it. And so now there's, there's a, a growing community. But what's happened, it's like every new platform, like the gurus show up at the one that they can maximize the most. Right. So kind of all the gurus have been kind of called out on YouTube. Right. People know the gurus. They still show up every once in a while. Right. Uh, on Facebook. I don't know how many gurus are on Facebook. Right. I don't I don't see them. The feed doesn't do that much. On Instagram, you still have gurus every once in a while, but on TikTok, it is guru heavy. It is dropship. It is, you know, I can make you, you know, make $10,000 a month. No problem. Like, so yeah, you got to be careful on what you're swiping up. Is it swiping up? Yeah, you're swiping up on TikTok, right? Because based on what you're watching, you can end up thinking it's it's not a good resource. So you got to search out those. Well, well, there's not a way to like downvote a video that you don't want to see, right? No, no. Just don't like them, right? And like the ones, like if you see one, like I said, like... Well, you, if you hit the home, it'll refresh it again. Mm. But if you, but like if you're just filtering through and let's say you see one that you really like, right? Like you see a, 
you see one about like how to cut a box a certain way, make sure to heart it because it the, doing that, like even just viewing will uh, trigger the algorithm. Yeah, it tracks how long you view a video. Yeah. It's Put it crazy. on repeat for, let it wa- go through like 10 times and it will, uh, you'll get more videos like that. So yeah. So avoid the the scammers, avoid the people. I mean, I saw one, I was just flipping through earlier today and I saw one that's like, I... I own 500 houses and 30 apartment complexes and I bought them all without spending my own money. And he's like pointing to all the things I could teach you how to do this. And I'm like, really, really like, come on now. Well, and the thing I've also seen, and it's, it's across everything, right? You have, and we'll talk about this when we get to the bad, but people have their own agendas, right? Why, why do people start social media, right? Not, not everybody's altruistic. Some are altruistic and then they see that there's other opportunities and they're like, you know, maybe I'm going to capitalize on this instead. Some start off as resellers and then their social media platform takes off and they're like, well, you know, I, I'm better off doing social media. And I, I that's fine. I mean, I, Mike and I have said, if we ever get picked up for a show or to be on a radio network or whatever, we get major sponsorships, we may do less recently. Right? You know, I'm, I'm good with that. Right. You're good with that. Yeah, I hope so. Look, man, I'm trying to put food on the table and clothes on my family's back you know that's why we side hustle right like there's yeah. no there's no shame in in how you make your money well there can be but you okay. know so so be aware be aware of the algorithm and with youtube it's just like that too right youtube's algorithm is pretty strong like it'll feed you anyways have you not anyways but by the way have you caught the social dilemma on netflix I haven't. I no. was thinking we should do a reaction video, but it's not reselling related. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Let us know in the comments. Should we? So it's it's kind of it's kind of scary the way they play out how they it's, they brought out all these former like execs from Facebook and Twitter and all, and they talk about the algorithm and how it functions and how the algorithm. Right? It's about monetization, mm-hmm. right? It's you watching. So they track how long you watch something. They they track at what time of day. They 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 can actually figure out your mood based on what images you're looking at. And all and all that craziness. And they actually they have this like simulation where they have like three guys and they're supposed to be the algorithm. And they're like, you know what? He didn't really like reading the news here. Maybe we should like now update him about his ex-girlfriend posting a picture of being with her boyfriend. And I'm like, it's crazy because sometimes you've seen it. I'm sure all of you that follow us on Instagram or TikTok, Facebook, you've seen it where you'll get a notification and you already like reply to that comment. And you're like, why am I getting this now? Right. It's kind of like, you know, eBay's latest glitch where have you been getting this glitch where I sell something and then after the offer comes in? Oh, uh, yeah. I'm like, well, what is going on? But that that's a glitch on social media. It's not by accident. So so be aware that we can go on and on and on. But here's the thing. Let's talk about the good and the bad. OK, I want to talk about the bad first. Let, let's let's end the well. Yeah. Let's start with the bad news. OK, so the bad news is there's a lot of comparison. We've talked about this so many times. We had a whole episode called Staying in Your Lane. Uh, but you don't feel that much because, right? I mean, it's, I don't know. I think you get callous to it. You still feel it sometimes, right? Yeah. Um, what I really just think too, because like we talk about it for reselling and and it, it applies. One of the reasons why so many people push back against social media is the impact it just has on our culture. Everyone's sharing the best of their life and it's an unrealistic expectations. And Joe Rogan recently showed uh, in in one of his YouTubes or during his podcast, he showed, I think it was, he was interviewing Ben Shapiro and he showed a picture of his daughter, uh, Joe Rogan's. Joe Rogan's daughter, I guess, she's she's young. I don't remember the exact age, like seven, nine, something like that. And she, he shows it to the person he's interviewing and he goes, how old do you think this girl is? And uh, I think it was Ben Shapiro's like, she's, I don't know, probably early twenties, 19, something like that. 
And he's like, this is like my nine year old daughter. And it was like a filter that like made her look like an adult. And and so Joe Rogan used the filter on himself and it made Joe Rogan uh, look like a beautiful woman. Right. And it just goes to show like people will use filters, they'll look fake. And that comparison game works in a lot of ways. There's a lot of ways people show the best sides of themselves or maybe embellish. And that goes with reselling, right? People will embellish, you know, they'll show gross numbers and not net. Uh, they'll show, um, you know, a lot of things that might not give the full picture. And it does create a lot of sometimes anxiety for some people. That's the motivation they need, right? Like I see other people getting it. I'm going to get after it too. But a lot of times it's unrealistic expectations and it causes you to almost become depressed about yourself. And instead of looking and saying, Hey, I'm staying in my lane. I'm, I'm good at what I do. I'm going to take the good things, the things I can learn from other people, but I'm not going to try and be this other person because they're not even that person. Right. And, and you got to realize that. And it's so easy to fall into the trap of why don't I look like this person? Why don't I have the success that this person has? And, you know, social media can do that to you and you have to be disciplined enough to recognize, Hey, this isn't always reality. Now, one of the best comments that was posted in the last few weeks was from a young, I think he's 18. He just graduated from high school. He's been following us since the podcast began. He started doing like recycling. He was like making some YouTube's of recycling. And then he went to FBA and now he's doing like some media from the bins and so on. And, and he, he's, he's been just growing his business. Uh, Vic, Victor or Vic, he goes by Vic, Victromel, V-I-C-T-R-M-E-L on Instagram. He commented on one of our posts and I thought it was so wise for somebody so young, which I think it was just wise. I mean, I would have never thought of putting it in, in words like this, but I thought it was so good because I think this happens to many of us as resellers at one point where we see somebody and we're like, you know what? We probably could do what they're doing. We just got to figure it out and we, we, we can do it. And it's the same thing with you know, with social media too. How many times you see people that start reselling YouTubes because they, they're resellers, but they're like, Hey, they see the, how lucrative it could be to make a YouTube channel. Right. And it seems like it's passive income and you could do really well, but it's a grind. I mean, we've been, we're on episode 194, right now we're a podcast. So obviously the traction we get on YouTube is a little bit different than the traction we're getting on the podcast side, which is it, we keep growing. Like it has not stopped growing. But with it's the same principle with reselling, like you may see somebody you're like, I could definitely do that. I just got to figure it out. And this is what he commented. I thought this was great. So V-I-C-T-R-M-E-L on Instagram said, Vic said, I feel like when someone is killing it in shoes, for instance, they feel like they can kill it in everything else and they get too much food on their plate and lose out on a ton of money. I'm like, that is so, so wise, right? That's why I, I that kind of the episode saying your lane came out of that comment because I thought about that and I said, how many times do you see people like right now, Pokemon, Pokemon is huge and I know I'm losing thousands, but I don't know if I'm losing thousands. Yeah, I don't know if you are either. But, but the reason I say this is not because there isn't money to be made. It's because I think about how much time I would have to spend to educate myself to really make it happen. Yeah. And then for a trend that might pop or is it just inflated numbers right now anyways? Because I was telling my wife about what we just talked about with the Pokemon and, you know, the, the guy buying the $200,000 box and then selling the boosters and all of this stuff. And it's like, but who's really buying those cards? Like who's paying $200,000 for a holographic Charizard? Are people listing them for that much? But are they actually really going to people? And maybe a few of them are, but that doesn't mean that everybody all of a sudden starts pulling them out that they're all going to go for that, right? They go for that because they're scarcity. But if all of a sudden they're coming out of the woodworks, those prices drop, right? And so if you spend a lot of time and money and investment and then all of a sudden the bubble drops, you know, this isn't like you're buying 10 items from Target and then there's a race to the bottom. 
it's very different when you're spending, you know, thousands or tens of thousands of dollars on a gamble. Now, if you're already in that field, if you're already a collectible card trader and you're able to capitalize on it, great. If you're don't know what to do and you're able to capitalize on it and it you you're not already doing being successful in another area, but yeah, trying to jump on and and imitate other people. Um, don't imitate other people to be like them. Be the best version of you you can be, right? And so maybe that's doing some of the things they're doing, but you know, I don't know. I'd be I'd be leery about doing Pokemon right now, and I spent a good part of my childhood doing Pokemon. It would take me a lot less to be educated on it, and I don't I don't want anything to do with it. Yeah, well, I, I do think I do think they're going to legit people. Like it is so like it's crazy. Even stuff that's dropping right now, like prices have doubled in like the last few weeks. It is obnoxious, but. What I'll say is this is it's right. You might have too much on your plate because, hey, you're like, hey, I can do Pokemon. I can do FBA. I can be part of a cook group. I can do vintage. I can do Depop. I can do Etsy. I can make crafts. I can do this. And then before you know it, right, you've picked up all this from social media and like I can make this happen. And you're just mediocre across the board. Right. And so I'm always a big believer in cross post as much as you can because i think there's value to cross posting but i'm also a believer in hey if you can go on on two platforms and maximize those two, two platforms it's a pretty pretty good place to be right and you know again people say don't put all your eggs in one basket and i'm not saying put all your eggs in one basket but i'm saying <laughs> go to the hens that are more productive i don't know that Does that makes sense yeah it's good i like that <laughs> all right okay also understand that on social media there's different agendas, right? I can tell you, Mike and I, <laughs> seriously, we're resellers. Like, I hope you catch, this is why I post, I've said this, this is why I post stories on Instagram every day. This is why today I posted a story where I went to a thrift and I walked out with nothing. And I documented that. Did I hate documenting that? Sure I did, because I felt like I was wasting everybody's time. But at the same time, I wanted to be real about it because I would hate it that all I'm doing is showing a highlight reel all the time, right? Because that's what I'm doing. You give a lot of people false sense of hope. And I, I don't want to do that. You know, Mike and I have always been clear that this is, this is hard work. Now there are some people that figure things out really well and they're able to scale. I know myself, I don't think I'm that person. I think I'm the kind of person that I work hard, work hard. And hopefully, you know, I, I somehow land on something or I figure out something really well and it becomes something I can be profitable on, which I've already had some of those scenarios happen. Right. But you also got to be aware that a lot of these highlight reels have a have an agenda, right? And we all know this, right? They're trying to sell you a course. They're trying to sell you a mastermind. They're trying to get you on a Patreon. They're trying to sell you a coffee. I'm just joking. No, <laughs> they're not trying to sell you a coffee, right? But they're they're all there. There's an end game, right? There, there's an end game, right? And so they may have started as a reseller, and now they really they're not relevant anymore. Right. And, and, you know, not trying to throw shade or anything, but I've heard concepts out there that we've even shared here that has been unique to Pierce the podcast. And I'm like, they must listen to our podcast <laughs> right now. I know a lot of stuff in reselling is, is the same old, same old, like, right. I mean, we can talk about all different kinds of stuff. We'll end up saying the same things, but sometimes some things are pretty unique. And you're like, okay, this person is using this information to propel their social media or propel their channel. And I'm all good with it. It is our content is free. We're out there to help people, but be aware because there are people out there looking to take advantage and you, and it takes some time, right? YouTube is filled with that. TikTok's filled with that. Facebook is filled with that. Instagram is, is filled with that. Now, this other one about sharing too much, you want to just go over that real quick because we, we talk about this 
I think we talk about this a lot. Yeah, yeah, we do talk about it a lot. But yeah, just be careful. Be careful with sh- sharing what you share um, and who you share it with uh, because there's a big difference between sharing a bolo or a hustle of something that's a unique find and a one-off and and destroying the market on something you might have done a lot of research and found a hot toy or a hot item at a store and then you share it and next thing you know, there's 100 people on that listing and there's no more money there. Yeah, and... There's the opposite way that that can help you, right? You keep your eye on. T- I 100%. I'm so grateful we're on, on Instagram because three or four years ago, when I was, well, I've been doing Amazon for about 10 years now, but when I was really doing FBA, when I really started caring about it, three, four, five, I would lose track of time. Let's say five years ago, I'd buy items and I'm like, sweet, I'd make a ton of money. And then out of nowhere, it would just tank. And not because Amazon got on the listing, because like 30 or 40 people showed up. I'm like, where do these people come from? Well, now I know. It's either from a bolo group. It's either from somebody on social media shares it. It came from somewhere. So I can use it to my advantage. Whenever whenever somebody shows stuff on social media, sometimes I'll move on that product. Like I, I remember one time I was watching somebody and they're like, yeah, I'm outside the store and they're doing their final clearance today. And so, you know, I'm just waiting for them to open. And they dropped this at like 830. I think the store opened at nine. I just got in my car and I took off and I went to the store. And sure enough, I capitalized on that. And I spent my entire day hitting every single store in in San Diego and the outskirts of San Diego. And I killed it, right? But maybe that individual lost out because they may have gone to the stores I went to because they were local and they missed out on stuff, right? But there's also been times when I've seen something on social media. So, for example, did I share about the Captain America shield thing ever? So last year at Ross, there was like this Captain America shield, whatever thing. And it was, you can buy it for like seven bucks and they were going for about $35 on Amazon. Low ranking, like flying. And so this was before, this was like two or three weeks before Thanksgiving. And I remember I was selling so many of these. And then I saw a post where there's two cart full of these. And they're like, yeah, I killed it today at Ross. And I'm like, it is time to liquidate. So the moment I saw that post, I went, I, I didn't even, I just, I put my pricing like, you know, my repricer to beat every single buddy. I, I didn't care. Like it was, I'm going to sell out before things get crazy. And sure enough, I sold all the way through and within a week it tanked. Right. So that's why I think you should be on social media. If anything, if you're just, just be a lurker, you don't even have to engage. I think there's a lot of positive things you can do. And, and that's the next part here with social media. But if you want to be just a lurker, that's great because you can learn on YouTube and on Instagram, on TikTok about what are some bolos, what are some retail finds. Like on TikTok right now, there are so many, so many younger individuals that I guess they're just cloud chasing for a reason. They're showing all the hot items that they're picking up retail. And I don't think they understand that there's a bunch of people seeing this, including Orlando that goes, huh, I don't know about that. It's time for me to go buy some stuff. Mm. And, I, and I've and i made a killing. And I've gotten out before things got really bad. So there's the good. There's good and bad to yeah. TikTok. Yeah. All sure. right. Now, the really good is the networking. Yes. Right. I mean, on all on all ends. Yeah. No, networking is good. Um, I remember when I was going through uh, my teaching my master's program to get, uh, it's an education technology. And they had this whole thing that was uh, your personal learning network. And they, educators are really big on Twitter. We didn't really touch Twitter too much uh, for reselling, but educators are really I big on being on, on Twitter. 
And at first I was kind of like, this is so silly. I don't have a Twitter. I'm not going to learn anything. And within a few weeks of being in this program and one of the very first assignments, they kind of forced us to like follow 30 educators on Twitter and then um, do three posts each week and comment on 10 posts. And before long, I'm like, holy cow, like this person right here provides like gold information of like tips that I can use when I'm grading or tips for presenting a lesson or what to do on Google Slides. And I learned so much. And the same is true for for reselling, right? You can build up that network where you're following the right people, you connect with people. And before long, if you're contributing, you're part of that, you're messaging with people, people will find something and they'll they'll let you know, right? Like, hey, I know that like Orlando's talked about in the past, like, hey, I know you do Harley stuff. I don't really do Harley stuff. You should check out this garage sale I just left, right? Because you built this, this community, this network of people working together. I have no interest in electronics anymore or certain video game stuff because it's just, it's not my lane. But I know a few resellers that are local that I've met through Instagram. And if I find good deals like that, I might shoot them a message like, hey, I was just at this place. I'm not planning on picking any of this stuff up, but you know, you should get over here. So having that network is good, not only because it builds a community of people um, that you can ask those questions because yeah, you can ask a question on Reddit, but you never know you know, what kind of answers you're going to get. But if you've got like 10 people in a close group or maybe 30 people that you message regularly on Instagram or Facebook, those are going to be the people who are going to give you the best information. You know, you can trust them. And having that network is great. No, I agree. I I can't tell you how many, I'm just thinking about two days ago, uh, having a conversation with, I consider probably one of the best sellers of, of Nike products or athletic wear. And, you know, we'll, we'll have conversations. I mean, I, I literally just call them up now. It's, it's weird because I used to think, I like, I don't know, it's, it sounds kind of weird, but I used to think they were like reselling celebrities. Like I, they're, like, I couldn't ever like be in contact with these people. And, and once we did the podcast, we recognized that the reselling world is, is really small and that it's majority of the people are really humble. Like they're willing to talk to you. There, you know, there's some people that are, you know, yeah, whatever, but for the most part, everybody's pretty cool. And, you know, whenever I have a, a Nike product that I don't know what it is or what are their thoughts on this? Now, I don't waste people's time, right? That's the other thing you got to be careful of. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. But I can go to this person and go, hey, listen, I'm just I'm throwing some thoughts out there. What are your thoughts on this? I remember when co- the card market was was scaling and I remember approaching somebody that we've had before on the show. And I said, hey, what do you think about this card? Should I purchase it? Do you think this is a bad buy? Da, 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 da. And I was able to get advice that was very helpful. And so whatever it is, right? I mean, the networking is great. I mean, it's even great on a personal level. Uh, I've, I've, I'm, I'll mention this in the video later on when I talk about our hustle of the week. But, you know, sometimes my son, who's an avid gamer, wants some video games. He's the plug. Like he's the guy contact first. I'm like, Hey, you have anything? And I'm not looking for a deal. I just know that he has a stuff that I can't get anywhere else. Or he at least can direct me where to go. Right. Shipping, right. Shipping supplies. Um, if you're looking for product, there's ways to get, you know, there's now the big thing in the recently community. And we'll talk about this later on too, is that if you're looking for product, there's a lot of influencers now that are reselling wholesale boxes. Now, that might stir some controversy in the comments, right? Because I, I, I don't consider myself old school reseller, but I'm like the reseller after the old school OGs, like <laughs> midway between there. Because you're in your midlife uh, reselling. I don't know where I'm at, but there's you're like having a midlife resale crisis. Well, there's different groups, and I got respect for all of them, right? But there are some that are like, yeah, if you're, 
if you're reselling those boxes, like you're not a real reseller, right? Or if you're selling stuff because of your YouTube channel, you're not a reseller. And I, I don't necessarily agree with that. And we'll share that in a little bit, but that's when we get to the potential, but it's time for our next segment. Now, before we move on to that, we wanted to take a quick moment to thank our sponsors for this episode. So Orlando and I are always looking out for tools and programs that can be used in our own reselling to help improve our sales uh, and things that we can share with the community in order to help others. Uh, and we've been lucky enough to partner with two companies here at the same time uh, that we think do just that. So it's kind of interesting because both of these companies are competition. So, uh, you know, but this is a good thing that we're advertising both, I feel, because we are really, really big on letting you make decisions and not saying like, this is the way you should do things because you know, you know, what's best for your model of selling and what you need to be doing. Uh, so we've been able to partner with list perfectly and Vindu. And both of these are programs that can be used to cross list postings on multiple platforms. This is great because we always talk about the importance of being on multiple platforms and not putting all of your eggs into one basket. But one of the barriers to that is the time issue. And the nice thing with List Perfectly and Vindu is it allows you to make one listing that then gets cross-posted to multiple platforms. So you're not having to post things multiple places and spend that time. And in this case, that time saved is money you're making. So both of these companies have a special offer for our listeners if you were to sign up. Um, you need to sign up using the affiliate links that we have in our descriptions or show descriptions in order to get the uh, promotional codes. Uh, so first of all is List Perfectly. They're giving 30% off your first month, which is amazing. And they've got some incredible things that they they offer. So uh, for instance, your postings go to eBay, they go to Mercari, Depop, Grail, Etsy, Poshmark. There's just so many. You got to check it out. There's almost too many to list here. Um, and so if you sign up, you get 30% off, but you have to use our... our link and then use the code LP30. And then the other one is Vindu. Vindu is very similar. Uh, you're going to get 25% off your first month if you use our affiliate link. You don't have to use a promo code. Just click on the link in the description. Uh, and your, your listings are going to go to eBay. They're going to go to Etsy. They're going to go to Poshmark. They're going to go to Mercari. So this is just a great opportunity for you to save some time, get on multiple platforms, and maybe make some more money. Hey, everyone. Ever found yourself too busy to list or wanting to scale and not knowing how? Well, we've partnered with a great service called Sellhound. They will help you do much of the heavy lifting and can benefit your business in many ways. Sign up for listing services with Sellhound and receive 25% off your first purchase or 25% off your first month of a Sellhound monthly subscription. You can do this by using our promo code, all in caps, PureHustle25. That's the numbers, 25. By the way, everyone gets three free listings to try out before any purchases. Just go to Sellhound.com and subscribe using our promo code, Pure Hustle. 25. Are you, are you ready? This is good. I am ready. But uh, before we do oh, that, yeah. we should tell you about our uh, social media. I think we should flip the script one time. I have a mic do this. So nope. I I'm going to do it right now though. So hey, if you haven't had a chance, we're talking about social media. So why not follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok? We are Pure Hustle Cast. We are also on Twitter as Pure Hustle Cast. Wait. We're Pure Hustle Podcast on everything but Twitter. How do I feel on the social media episode of yeah. all the episodes? We just want to stay humble and show you we're not perfect, man. We don't, we don't, we're not like experts at social media. You know, right. We can't even, we can't even give ours properly. But yeah, so we're Pure Hustle Podcast on all major social media sites. You can find us on Twitter. We're Pure Hustle Cast. And uh, we really appreciate all of your support. We thank you guys for sending us emails, sending us DMs. We always try and get back to you whenever you send us something. Uh, Orlando's great at responding to stuff. We always comment back on, on YouTube. 
Uh, and so we love you reaching out to us. Uh, you can also give us a phone call. Um, Orlando will give the phone number right now. 619-738-1170. That's 619-738-1170. Yeah. So give us a call. That'd be great. And uh, again, thank you for everybody who's done the buy me a coffee. Uh, it really is helpful. I mean, there's times uh, where Orlando and I can be a little bit discouraged like, this is, this is a lot of work. It takes a lot of time to do. And when we get, you know, donations from you, it really is helpful to say, you know, what we're doing is valuable. People find value in what we're, we're creating. And so we appreciate that. And one of the ways you can do that, if you're saying, Hey, maybe I'm just starting out. I'm a hustler. I'm trying to pay my bills. I'm trying to do the Dave Ramsey thing. I can't do the buy me a coffee right now. That's perfectly fine. Go on over to iTunes, leave us a review. Those reviews help us out so much. We're talking about algorithms and with iTunes, it's not really social media, but they do promote the people who have the most interaction. So if you leave us uh, some some feedback, you know, give us those stars and the comments are great. We read all of them. And again, those comments are so encouraging to us. So thank you so much for taking the time to do that. Thank you. And last of all, if you're not watching us on YouTube, make sure to hit that subscribe button and that bell notification. Bing. My, that was great, Mike. Maybe you, you should just take over. Maybe. All right. Come on, hustlers. It's the freaking hustle of the week. Yeah, it's the hustle of the week, and we're gonna start off with Jordan IG handle at Upstate Picker. So this is a threepeat. This is the third time being hustle of the week. Oh man, this this uh, uh, Jordan is killing it. Uh, so picked up via a local deal a twelve Newman box slot cars for three hundred and fifty dollars. Sold one pretty quickly for three twenty five. So basically made your money back on one of them. Sold another one for two hundred and sixty nine, and still have ten left. That's great. I mean if just think 10 left and you, you made 325 on one, 269 on another. Even if you were just to say 200 more on each of those, $2,000 in net profit. I know. Fantastic. That's why I made it as of the week. And it's new unbox slot cars. I haven't heard a lot of people talk about slot cars lately. I haven't. I haven't. I don't think I've seen a slot car in two years. Have you seen a slot car? I don't even know what you're talking about. Okay. All right. Well, there. Anyways, look it up. Look it up. But great. That. Oh man. When I saw that, it reminded me of the good old railroad days. Not like the eighteen hundreds. But when I when I've sourced major like railroad things, that, that can happen. So keep an eye. Slot cars, railroads, and so on. Thank you so much, Jordan. That I, I think there's going to be like a one year moratorium until we can have another. Is that the right word? Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna put you on 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 hold. We're gonna put you in the. In the batter's box for a little while. <laughs> the batter's you got to you got to cool down or 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 a penalty box, but like in a good way. So you're going on timeout so we can give other people the chance <laughs> to hustle it up. Jordan, thank you. Upstate Picker on Instagram for your legit flips. All right. Hey, next we have John IG handle Vix V I X X underscore vintage. Picked up four vintage shirts slash sweatshirts for four dollars at a garage sale. Okay, so this was a '90s puffy print Nike Air Jordan crew neck size large. I don't know why I told you the size. A 1992 Dream Team Olympic tee, a 1992 Chicago Bulls back-to-back champion shirt, and a 1993 Chicago Bulls gray three-peat shirt. All four sold for $260 on Mercari. Nice. I mean, to me, I'm blown away for a couple of reasons. It's because these are shirts that like, I wore in, in the 90s like when I was a kid. Yep. I mean, this is so wild. I'll share this in a little bit about the potential, but there's there's a market now to be able to sell stuff like this on Instagram without having to go on eBay, without having to go on Poshmark or any of those platforms. Yeah. And so if you've got kids, um, save their stuff because 30 to 40 years from now, it'll be really valuable. Now, you might end up spending a ton of money on storage and lose all that profit. 
But just know <laughs> some of those things will be valuable. There you go. So, hey, nice flip. John, IG handle, Vix, V-I-X-X underscore vintage. Selling those four shirts, $4 to two sixty. Nice. And then our next one is great because not only is it a hustle of the week, but it, it comes with like a great tip, right? So Sherry, Instagram handle at 42 and Nooks. Uh, usually a seller of board games on eBay. Love that. I and mean, when close on Poshmark, but decided it was better to list on eBay. I think you threw that in there because you wanted uh you wanted to, to no, dish a Poshmark. I'm a not. Bit. I'm not. Uh, I just so anyways. knew that Splash Mountain at Disneyland was being turned into a princess and the frog. Uh, so I went to a local thrift store and saw a Splash Mountain new with tag T for $5.99 with the original Disney tag. Sold to someone in her own state for two hundred dollars. That's such a great deal. And I think I think the tip that comes from this is if you know something is changing, you know that this is a great example. The Splash Mountain is being rehauled or uh, maybe a team name is changing or something big. There's a big change. And so the old stuff isn't going to be produced anymore. It's going to only be a, a new thing. And so instantly old stuff becomes very valuable because it's going to have that. Well, when I was a kid or when I was younger, it was this and you can't buy it anymore. Right now you could go to, Disneyland and buy, you know, a space mountain or whatever thing that's like a small world. You can buy that stuff. And a lot of those things are a dime a dozen. But if small world were to change into something else and you can never buy small world stuff at Disneyland again, all of a sudden the rarity goes up. So yeah, that's a great tip. If you know, and you're just watching what's happening in culture and you see something change, uh, you see a big, maybe a company stops producing something that might be the time to go pick up things if you can. Yeah, and and by the way, check out the hustle of the week hashtag so you can see these items because that shirt's a pretty awesome shirt. I mean, it's all these items are legit. So check it out. Now, I had to throw in one more because so this Instagrammer has been posting a lot and of unique stuff, right? It it it's just it's good stuff that I don't think about. So I thought we'd throw in one more just because I, I thought it was pretty awesome. So Heather IG handle cosmic deal Heather. On Instagram, bought four lots of zero sugar Kool-Aid, 16 quarts for $7 and an expired food place. You ever been to one of those? Um, when I was a kid, there was a like a an expired or nearly expired nutrition place that we we would hit up all the time. And I think I told the story. My dad and I would sometimes go into their dumpster and pull out the stuff that they throw away because it was like incredible the, the amount of supplements they throw away that was like a month expired. Uh, but yeah, I haven't been to, I've been to like day old bakeries, but not an expired food place. Yeah. And so I'm like blown away by this because then she says they, they were best by February, what she sold. Okay. It's this sold in September. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, everybody has to risk a little bit here. Sold for a total sold. Okay. The lot of four paid $7, sold the lot for $71 free ship on eBay. That's great. And yeah. That, that's so wild. So some, again, if there's discontinued things, it's probably because it was a discontinued item. Somebody can't get that one anymore or it's out of stock everywhere. So a lot of things, yeah, you don't really care if it's expired. If, you know, certain things, their expiration date is really, really, really conservative. Uh, certain items you can look up online and they have how long after expiration date is something actually good. And certain items go quite a bit longer than their expiration date. And again, some people don't care. I used to watch Good Mythical Morning a lot, and I haven't watched it in probably a couple of years that? now. Good Mythical Morning? Yeah, I don't know. What oh, man, it's a great YouTube show. Okay. Um, so it's two guys, and they always do funny, silly things. And occasionally, they would have episodes where they would test out certain things, um, and they'd buy stuff off of eBay. And some of the things that they would test would be like expired foods. Like, 
what what's the best cereal they Maybe need to we bring need back? Maybe we a podcast that we do that. Like we buy a random thing on eBay. So they would buy like expired cereals that were like from, you know, the 60s, 70s, like random, like, can you believe they used to sell this? And it's like a maybe slightly offensive or just like really cool and unique. And then they would like taste them. And, and a lot of times the stuff would be like really gross and disgusting because obviously they're really old and expired. But they would say like, which one of these does, you know, General Mills need to bring back? So yeah, th- there are people who will buy really, really expired stuff sometimes just for fun. You know, maybe maybe they want it for decoration. Stay tuned. <laughs> this is happening. Oof. This is gonna happen. I don't. I don't know if I want to get like. I don't. I don't want to die. No, gonna, but what we could. I love you guys, but I, I'm not gonna die for be, you. Hey, I've suggested doing the mukbang thing, and you're like, let's not do that. But I think this one we can get. This this we can make it reseller related. Right. So, all right. Anyways, hey, thank you, Heather Cosmic Duel, Heather. And by the way, I'm just checking her Instagram story. She just sold another pair of French's Buffalo Wings Hot for twenty four ninety nine. Like those seasoning packets that you pay what two three bucks for each like it's just i'm just blown away like check out her instagram page yeah but just think about it if you've got mom's old recipe and required a certain one or it's like that taste then thanksgiving's coming up i need that seasoning if i try a different seasoning it's not going to taste the same you might be okay getting something that's a no i get it it's kind of like me i've been trying to lose weight for you know two decades now (laughs) but i you know low carb like atkins stuff like it discontinues and sometimes the only place you can get it is like on ebay and, you know, I'm willing to have it be a little stale, but as long as it's what I enjoy it, I'm, I'm good with that, you know? So, so anyways, all right. Those were all awesome hustles a week. So check them all out. All right. What's your hustle? Uh, so my hustle, I mentioned it uh, briefly in the last podcast, but, uh, and I'm, I'm probably saying this name wrong. I should have looked it up, but I was at a garage sale and it was actually a random stop. I was on my way to another garage sale. And as I'm driving, I saw like an arrow pointing okay. and I don't even think it said yard sale. It was just like, like, a, like a pink arrow. And I'm like, that's probably a yard sale. So I'm like, I'm going to turn. So I turned and sure enough, I saw another sign. It's like yard sale this way. And so I stop at this random yard sale and I picked up a few things. And as I'm leaving, I see this box and I found an advent calendar in the box. And I'm like, oh, you know, advent calendars do pretty well this time of year. And then it's never been opened. And I didn't recognize the brand, but I looked it up. And this advent calendar, the specific one, sells for close to 100 bucks, right? 80, 90 bucks, something like that. And then I'm noticing there's lots of unopened toys from this brand. The brand is, I think it's Schleich. It's a German brand. And they make, they make like horse, like uh, girl toys, like horses and farm. Um, they have like different, you can buy them in sets. Imagine, I don't, I don't even know what a comparison would be, but they're pretty Kinda cool. like Briar? Maybe. Like the horse toys? Yeah, maybe. And they, so I picked up a whole bunch of these and I bought the entire box for $5. Well, nice. we started listing and we've actually got them all listed now. And most of like the little ones that come with like a horse and a person and like a carrot and like a couple of fence pieces, they sell for like 29 bucks each. And the advent calendar's about 80 but one of the pieces and it's really weird is the only one that was open and it's almost like the box is inside out and it was shipped to somebody and i think i think i don't know if it was something somebody bought off of ebay or not but um going through the pieces making sure they're all there but new in an unopened box this set goes for like 140 dollars and this one's open box got the pieces and the box is inside out like it's like they used it and i don't the way it looks it doesn't look like somebody cut it open and flipped it inside out it looks like the company sent it flipped huh. inside out because it was like going through mail but when you open it up the inside has like all the the pictures and stuff of what should be on the inside of that box and so we listed it for a little bit less but 
that box alone that I bought, I'm probably going to make $300 net so profit awesome. or more. And I paid Love $5 garages. for it. Yeah. That's so, so, legit. so that's also kind of a bolo, right? The Schleich brand. Um, how, do you, how do you spell that? It's S C H L E I C H. So if you're a native German speaker, or you we know do. this brand. We have one. Uh, you, yeah. know, you know who you are. Let us, let send us a voicemail. Yeah. Let us know if I'm saying that wrong. <laughs> uh, but it's, it's not a brand that sells a lot in America. When we're listing them, we see that most of the sales are coming from Australia or from Europe uh, or from Germany. And so I think I've got a little bit of an advantage because I'm selling a product that's usually coming overseas, but I'm selling it domestically. So if then a lot of them do come to America. So if I can reach that American audience and they're not paying 20 to 30 bucks in shipping, but it's five to ten dollars in shipping, I might be I might be the one that they're going to. So if you can find, you know, maybe that's just another tip for you. If you can find stuff that usually sells from overseas, and again, this isn't going to be something you could just go out and get all the time, but if you see it and you see that they usually ship from Australia or Europe, but they do come to America, you're going to have the advantage at least on shipping. So maybe you can even charge a little more. That is nice. Sorry, I, I, was, I found something for us to eat. So there's some Frosted Cheerios expired 1995. Let's do it. No, that's not... It's got to be... If we're going to do it, it has to be like... A discontinued That's brand. That's 25 years. I don't want to just eat old. It's got to be like a, a, a one that they came out with for only like a week, like a limited edition, you know, like a sports player or something like that. Okay. Stay tuned. We will, we're going to make, we're going to do this because you do, we could do this. So, Hey, hit that bell notification to be notified. And I think we're, we're going to make an episode like this. I think it'll be fun. It'll be simple to make, right? It'll, yeah. it'll, it'll be and, funny. And we might end reactions. up in the hospital, you know, with food poisoning, <laughs> but it is what it is. I mean, look, there's Twinkies from what? Oh, that's that's not too. Okay, anyways, all right. Congratulations, Michael, on your hustle week. Thank you. All right. So mine is directly related to what we've just been talking about. Networking, networking, networking. And I already shared, I think, a hustle a week of a Harley haul that I had like a few weeks ago from somebody that follows us on social media. They're a local reseller. And they don't sell Harley, but they know I do. And they, they hit me up and it worked out. Same scenario. So shout out Mike, vintage.games.plus. I don't know how many times we shouted this guy out on the podcast, but he sells awesome video games and electronics and all kinds of other goods on his Instagram page. And we'll talk about that a little bit too uh, later on because that's the potential of Instagram and social media. So he DMs me and I shared this in the Insta story, but I'm going to give you a little bit of the behind the scenes. So, you know, it's, it's Friday and I need to get back into the pattern of going to garage sales on Fridays. I just haven't because, you know, you get busy with life and, and school and, and COVID like destroyed everything. <laughs> like there used to be so many garage sales on Fridays and then I was just grateful when they have them on Saturdays again. So it's Saturday morning. It's a heinous morning, like trying to get my kids to school, get breakfast made, like all this craziness is going on, trying to get shipments out. So he DM me at 540 in the morning. I didn't see the DM until 1030. And it's like, he sends me an ad about this huge, you know, uh, Harley sale that's going on. It wasn't just Harley, but it was, it looked like it was a big deal. And here's the thing. It's because of Pure Soul Podcast that we know Mike, right? Vintage.games.plus. Because, right, he follows us on Instagram and then he noticed you, right, at, at a, like a garage show, like, was it over a year ago now, right? And you've seen it on a couple, I've never met him actually, Mike, I need to take you to lunch sometime, man. Hit me up. And so, he, you know, he messages because he likes to sell electronics, right? And so I'm hoping I can return the favor one day. 
And he says, hey, you know, this could be good for you. I'm like, hey, thanks so much. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. He's like, hey, man, you guys provide value for us on a daily basis. No problem. And so I'm like, sweet. Now it's 1030. I'm like, oh, man, what did I like? I had this terrible feeling like, do I want to go? Because if I go and there's nothing there, I'm just going to feel terrible, like terrible. So I go literally, Mike, nine minutes from my house. Nine minutes. You know, like that trailer park area, if you go down the freeway, right? It was in that region. So you guys are like, we're going to find the location of the bunker. And so I drive down there. I show up. You know, I tell myself, I share this on the Instagram story. Never share. Never ask, like, hey, what did I miss out on? Because you're just asking for pain, right? Don't ask it. I did it anyways. I said, hey, what? They're like, oh, there was all kinds of stuff, blah, blah, blah. But then I felt a little bit better when I started sorting through the stuff. So there was a lot of Harley stuff that was there. As I'm sorting through it, there's some stuff that's really expensive, like a leather jacket for a hundred, a pair of boots for a hundred, which there are some Harley boots that are worth like about a hundred. But generally when they're secondary, like already being used, there's not many Harley boots that you can sell for over a hundred bucks. And so I'm like, okay, maybe a lot of the good stuff wasn't sold. Maybe in their mind, they thought they sold a lot of stuff, but maybe it wasn't a lot of good stuff. And and we'll share on our update episode how Mike ended up picking up, picking up some good stuff because he got there before me. Then stay tuned for that episode. And so I'm going through the stuff and it was, it was still nice. I picked up probably, I'm trying to do the math in my head, probably 18 pieces of apparel, Harley apparel. So all from like button down Harley shirts to t-shirts to leather vests. I also picked up uh, some signage, some Harley signage. Then I picked up some random stuff like coaster sets. Uh, and there's, there's a few other, you know, random things there. And, you know, I go, I go to, you know, make the deal and I can't tell you how awesome silence is when you're trying to make a deal. Like we've talked about this before, like never give the first number. So I'm like, how much would you want for all of this? In my head, I'm like, she's going to go big because I'm looking at the other prices, hundred bucks here, hundred bucks here. She goes, how about a hundred and thirty five for everything? In my mind, I'm like, what? Like, this is already a good deal. Right. But you know, we're resellers try to get a better deal. So I said, can you, my, my new line now has been, is there any room for you on that price? It's weird. People actually will go, you know what? Yeah, I can give you this. It's so weird. That's been my new line. Like, is are you willing to move on that at all? So then she went down to 125. And I'm like, uh, I was thinking more like a flat 100. And then she goes, you know what? How about 110? What? Like, we dropped $25 and it didn't take much effort. So yeah, I picked up everything for 110. All I have to sell is that Harley leather vest. And I'm getting everything else is going to be profit or sell two or three of those shirts. Everything else is going to be profit or sell some of the signage and all the clothing will be profit. So why was I able to have that haul? It's because Mike from vintage.games.plus on Instagram hit me up. It's because of the network that was created as a result of social media. So I think it lands perfectly with our episode. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about the potential. Right. Potential. So do you think you've improved your business because of social media? Yeah. And actually, I probably would improve it a lot more if I was more actively engaged. Um, hobbies that I'm interested in, I'm more likely to follow uh, social media for. Uh, my wife is actually a little bit better on reselling social media. She'll tell me like, hey, I follow so-and-so and they just posted this. We should look out for that. 
Um, I, I don't know what it is. Like reselling to me is is a fun hobby, but it's not, I, I, it's also a business. And so I spend the amount of time I need to spend in reselling to make the money that I want to make from it. And I don't really have as much interest in like, I want to, I want to maximize everything. I'm going to spend hours because I know if I did, if I spent a little bit more time watching YouTube videos, following certain people, looking at this stuff that I, I'd probably be making three, four times what I'm making right now. Uh, but I just, I don't know what it is why I haven't done that for, for reselling, but absolutely what I have been involved in the interactions I get through Pure podcast and, you know, occasionally jumping on the Pure Hustle podcast, Instagram and, and reading through things. I probably say at least 40% of what I know about reselling has just come from seeing other people tell me stuff and, and learning from them. So, uh, yeah, absolutely. I've improved a ton from, from social media. And the crazy thing is, like I said, there's so much more potential. I don't know what's keeping me from tapping into it. I don't know if I want it. I, I think it might turn into more of a job if I, you know, go that serious. I understand. Like right because when you're a side place. hustle, you're only going to do so much, yeah. right? So for me, it's all the time, right? This is who I am. This is why I'm always on Instagram and, and TikTok and all that good stuff. But there is so much to learn to improve your business, like whether it's from organizing your inventory, whether it's how, you know, to make deals, what products to keep an eye out for. Uh, whether it's just networking, like we've discussed before, there is so much potential. I mean, you know, we get DMs all the time. Like, how do I start reselling? And yeah, we we tell them, we divert them to episodes 120, parts one and two about, you know, top 10 ways to start eBay and stuff like that. But it's just, it's just watching YouTube. Like even myself, there's a, there's a bunch of influencers that I still watch because even though like I may have been a reseller longer than some of them. Sometimes it's good to hear ideas from people that have only been in the game for like two years because they may have picked up on something I never thought about. Right. Or sometimes it, I still go to the tried and true like Craigslist center. I still learn from Craigslist center, right? There's, there's, there's a bunch of individuals that I, you know, Ronnie Hart, like we need to have hearts pickers on here sometimes, but sometime soon, but he sells a lot of men's clothing. Even during this pandemic, he's still making money on men's clothing, like suits, right? Which, Everything you hear is like, oh, the suit market's dead. Nobody's going and getting dressed up for work, but there's people buying still, right? Doesn't mean everyone. So there is so much potential. Like you can learn a whole new niche with, within a week if you're like, hey, I just want to learn this one niche. Like you find a reseller that's good at that, or you just, you know, follow them on Instagram or on TikTok, whatever. You can learn so much. So there's a ton of potential. The next thing is, you'd be the first to learn about a lot of things, right? A lot of things that are trending, right? So I'll give you an example. Like had I listened to <laughs> Gary V like a year and a half ago about basketball cards and actually like gone all in on a lot of cards, I, I'd, I'd have thousands of dollars in my bank account right now. Thousands, right? Because the thing about it, Gary V only has, I mean, I'm not trying to downplay his following, but he, he has less than 10 million on Instagram. Right. He's not huge. Right. Same thing on, on YouTube. Uh, 10 million sounds pretty huge. Yeah. But when you think about like the influencers, influencers, like the 50 million, the 100 million, the 250 million. I mean, Gary, uh, I'll, I'll put it. I'm not, I'm not are, there, are there anybody in the same kind of lane as Gary? No, v, no, 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 no. So no. Then he's, he's, he's the big fish in his pond. He, he's a big fish in the reselling pond. Like if you want to, I mean, some people are going to, you know, take offense to that, but he talks a lot about reselling. He has 8.5 million. Right. 
But man, he, if there's a lot of people that took that advice and they've made thousands of dollars or millions, even Pokemon, same thing, right? Uh, when, when you're looking at, at trends and clothing, like for example, there's some resellers that are like, Hey, they'll like, they'll go through the fashion magazines and they'll share like, Hey, these are some key words that you should be throwing in your listings now. And people are converting and making those sales. If I was on social media, I would just been doing the same old tried and true keywords. And maybe I'm losing out on those sales because, you know, I didn't know that this was the keyword now to be using in my listings. Right. So, so, so there's so much to be the first. I mean, for example, uh, uh, throw one more retail arbitrage, right? Maybe not necessarily, you know, the, the bolos that end up dead because they're exposed, but knowing that, Hey, at this point in time, this console is really selling hot. Right. And, and so like Wii's, like Wii's during COVID, like I didn't know that Wii's were hot. And the only reason I knew that Wii's were hot was because social media, right? If I wasn't on social media, you know, I probably would have had Wii consoles probably listed super cheap and they would have sold right away. I wouldn't have known that I could have doubled or tripled my money on those Wii consoles if it wasn't for people on Instagram saying, Hey, Wii's are selling really well right now, especially certain Wii's are selling really well. So good. All right. Now, this is the one that I think is controversial, but I think it's, it's a must. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm, I'm, maybe I'm thinking too much about it, but using social media as a selling platform. I think it's interesting. I don't know if I'd say it's a must though. I think, I think we're getting there hmm. and this is what, I, this is what's going on. So what I'm seeing now as a result of COVID is that you know, a lot of people, you know, we all do eBay, right? I mean, we all, but most of us do eBay, right? We do Amazon, we do Poshmark, but people had more time on their hands on COVID, right? And people are more on social media and they're trying to interact. And so some people have been doing this for a long time. I'm not saying this is new, but a lot of people have come up now. And, you know, we talked about the guy that sold the Aladdin shirt for like 6K and, and so on. And But now there's a lot of auctions taking place on Instagram. Right. So people have a haul or have a bunch of shirts. They're going to say, Hey, at this time, I'm going to sell these items. And, you know, people show up and they're selling, they're selling, they're selling. I, the, this last garage show that we went to, uh, remember the person that got there right after you and bought a whole bunch of their stuff, a whole bunch of stuff at the garage sale. Uh -huh. Actually, I think they were there right before me, right before you, yeah. dude, I think she sold out on all that stuff already on Instagram. Wow. Right. So, cause you know, she, fo she followed us and we followed her and, and uh, I'm going to, and I don't know if she wanted a shout out, so I didn't want to throw out her name, but you know who you are. If you want to let us know and have you shout us and give you a shout out, we'll do it if you catch our podcast. Um, but I'm looking on there and I'm like, she didn't list this on eBay. She didn't list this on Poshmark. The next, literally my, the next day, because we're following, right? And so it started coming up on the feed. I'm like, Hey, I saw that at the garage sale. I saw that. And I saw that. And I saw that. And probably went through about 30 items hmm. sold in two days. Wow. Not top dollar, not low dollar, kind of the medium, but no fees and quick. Hmm. And I'm like, am I missing out on something? Right? Because, you know, I'll get up every once in a while. This last time I sold a Snoopy waffle maker uh, that uh, resell Kel. I want to make sure I got her name right. Uh, she... She, you know, she saw the Snoopy waffle maker and she's like, oh, that would be really cool to have. And I'm like, she's like, are you willing to sell it? And I'm sure. Like we haven't, we haven't done this on our podcast yet or on Is our. the one you broke? 
Yeah, I'm going to talk about that right now. Too. <laughs> yeah, so Resale Kelly on Instagram. That's with the K. Uh, you know, she she wanted this, the Snoopy Waffle Maker. And it was real simple. I'm like, sure, no problem. And so I, and she's like, hey, can I Venmo you? Can I PayPal? Now, people have different ways of doing this, right? You got to be careful. If, if you want to have seller protections, like on PayPal, make sure you send an invoice and you make it a merchant sale. If you trust a person and it's, you know, no big deal, you could do it through friends and family and you don't have to take any fees. You can do it on Venmo. But if you don't do it as a merchant and you send that money, that money's gone. You're, you can never get that money back. Or if you send something and the person, you know, for a reason tries to fight against it, there's only so much you can do. Right. So she Venmoed me the 42 bucks. I paid $6 for it. Instant sale. Right. I sold it to, to her for cheaper than what I would have sold on eBay. But I'm like, hey, no fees. Quick sale, why not? Unfortunately, I use pirate ship and I try to do kind of a modified box in the bag without a box. And I bubble wrapped it. I thought I bubble wrapped it well. I used uh, some other packing material that people use for dishes. It was good. I'm telling you, a car must have ran over this thing. Like, I don't even know. So she gets it. I'm like, this isn't good for, for us right now. So... <laughs> She's like, oh no. And she actually didn't want to share on social media. I'm like, yeah, sure. We'll make a story about it. It's all good. I, you know, I can share it with people how to do an insurance claim. Cause in the end, it's going to be a win. Right. I mean, not for her, unless, you know, I'm able to find another one. But, you know, I filed an insurance claim and, and she, I was able to refund her, her money right away. And the post office will give me back my money right away and I'll be good. But here's the thing I've had so many sales on Instagram because of me just simply sharing in stories or sharing a post of a haul. Right. And so I encourage you guys, like if a lot of you, you know, reach out to me and they're like, Hey, what, what should I do with my Instagram? Like, how do I grow my Instagram? You know, how, how do I develop a store? And here's what I see. I see some people, I'm not trying to throw shade at anybody. I see some people that they just start an Instagram and all they do is they post all their products, but there's no following. So you're not going to sell. But if you're sharing the stories of how you got these items or you're providing value and you begin to develop a following, like you're going to have people that are going to want to buy that inventory. And who knows? I've, I've shared this with Mike that maybe one day, you know, when we get to a certain point, maybe we'll go after a garage sale or say, hey, if any of you are interested, we're going to do a live auction later on today. And here are the items. And, you know, we'll just auction them off after the after the after, not after the podcast after the, you know, the haul and the Instagram story. And, you know, we'll do it that way, right? Because it's a great way to sell. Now, I have heard, you know, people say, well, there's, you know, these people that are on YouTube aren't real resellers because, you know, they're selling all their stuff to the people that watch their YouTube. But I'm like, well, no, that, that's what reselling is about. Like you're selling. Yep. You're, you're, you're finding a buyer. Yeah. Right? Like, like Rally Roots, like they're big into the vintage shirt stuff now and they're killing it doing that, right? Harry Tornado, before he got Vero'd and I'm glad he got his store back. He had, you know, those many of you that listen to us, listen and watch Harry Tornado, Josh's uh, YouTube channel. He had 47 sales, right? All from people that watch. Now, you're always welcome to buy 47 items from us anytime you want, even though we don't share our store publicly. <laughs> but if you want. But what I'm saying is like, Hey, if you grow your YouTube to a certain following or your, your social media, that's another avenue that you can maximize profits with that avenue. Yeah. And then another example too, we talked about Facebook groups. There's a Facebook group for basically everything. 
And so if you find a lot of, you know, let's say you find a lot of like pet stuff, right? And it's like a bunch of dog costumes and you end up finding, following, getting into a couple of dog groups and you've got just, you bought a whole bunch of it in bulk and maybe you interact with a couple of people and you say like, hey, everybody. And a lot of these Facebook groups don't want you to sell through, but some of them are, are totally okay with that. They sell yeah, things. Make sure you look at the rules. Uh, but even still, you might say like, hey, guys, I, I got this whole lot of stuff. Like any ideas what I should do with it? And you might get some people reach out to you and say like, hey, I'll buy some of that. And 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 you can work through that. Um, I know people who do vintage audio and they sell almost everything through the forums that they're a part of, right? Or the Facebook groups they're a part of. And they don't do anything on eBay. So there are definitely ways to utilize social media for selling. Um, even if you don't necessarily have a big following, you don't have the Instagram, you don't have the YouTube, join a Facebook group, be a part of it, be active, especially if, you, if you're really into vintage 90s clothes, buy, get into a couple of Facebook groups that are into that stuff and you know participate, learn through it and show that you're a valuable member to that community and post your stuff and you'd be surprised at how many people will buy it. Yeah, I mean, for example, I think about Elijah from... McCloskey Elijah on Instagram. Like he was one of the top contenders for the eBay prize as last eBay open. And uh, we'll eventually have you on the podcast. We just, we've been like, our schedules have been crazy. But I remember when I picked up a Pendleton blanket, right? He was telling me that there's groups that like love Pendleton blankets. And so if I had just found a group, I probably would have sold it faster there, right? So now I sold it on eBay still. But again, social media, like I, I do think that's, I don't think it's going to be Facebook shops. Like what happened to Facebook shops? I don't know. I don't know. Some, we're going to take this clip and show how Orlando's wrong in 10 years. But I really think the reason that Facebook shops hasn't taken off is because the tools are already there. Hmm. Right. It's not that hard on Instagram to sell. Like you just post something. Somebody wants it. They, you know, wire you the money. You can use pirate ship. You create a label. You send it. You're done. Right. Pretty easy. So. So much potential. And and maybe in the future, Mike and I might be doing that in the future because, hey, if people want an item, who am I to hold back from somebody, you know, buying it? That's right. We want to get you the products you want. <laughs> there you go. But we didn't build a channel for that reason. So it's just a side thing. Yeah. So it works. Anyways, hopefully you found this podcast helpful. Be on social media. Obviously, there's a good and bad, but there's, I think, so much more good. And with that being said, hey, make sure to be real. Be relevant. And be reselling. Peace. Peace.